Hello, everybody, and welcome to Imposter Women. This is the show where we help you tackle your life and business goals unapologetically and with confidence. I'm your host, Jessica Linder Gallo, and I'm here with my co-host today, Lauren Traxtell. And today we're also going to be joined by a very special guest, Arela Swan. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Arela about all things social media, what to prioritize, how to organize and be most efficient, and how to evaluate success and so much more with your social media. This was a power-packed interview when we did it with her. There's more content than we could possibly fit in one episode, but I don't know about you, Lauren. I got so much out of talking with her. I really did too. I was able, I feel like she gave us such a clear plan. It was almost like a step-by-step of what to do if you're a side hustler or new entrepreneur. She broke it right down and I'm really excited for everyone to hear it because social media can be intimidating, especially if you're trying to figure out where to start and how to not drown in it. Because for most of us, social media isn't our business. It's a tool for business. And I think she does a really good job in this episode of helping you grasp it as a tool, first and foremost. Exactly. So I think we should dive in and let's meet our guest. Let's do it. Arela Swan is a social media influencer and the owner of Sweetheart Swan LLC. Arela lives in Aurora, Illinois, the second largest city in Illinois, and we cannot wait to introduce you. Before we get into the interview, though, one quick message from today's sponsor. Hi, gorgeous. I know you're working hard. You have a business, or maybe you want to start a business or side hustle, or just escape your nine to five, but you don't know where to get started. Don't worry, I got you. I partner with my coaching clients to help them find clarity on what they want in life, and together we co-create a plan for how to get you there. I would love to share some ways that I can support you to achieve the life of your dreams. Head over to my website, www.herhandlebars.com to find out how you can get started. Because darling, you deserve everything you've always wanted. Well, Arela, we are so excited to have you with us today on Imposter Women. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You, I know, are just like full of knowledge that our listeners really, really, really need, um, as do we. So we're going to learn along with them today. But would you just kick things off and introduce yourself uh, to our listeners and tell us a little bit more about your business? Yes. Um, so my name is Arela Swan. Um, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Um, moved to Aurora about almost three years ago now. And I've always been um, into social media. Um, always been online, whether it was like back in the day on MySpace to tagged to Instagram to Facebook. So I've been around for all of the social media platforms. Um, so that's kind of how I got started with my business. And my business is Sweetheart Swan um, Social Media Consulting. Um, so I do social media management, social media um, strategy, as well as influencer marketing stuff too. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. And that's kind of just how I started. It just always, I was always online on, as soon as we got the internet, I was like logging into AOL and like on there talking to random people I don't know. And just, I don't know. It was just, I was always online. That's wonderful. (laughs) I remember the days of MySpace. So it's really bringing back the memories and how far we've come. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. 
Arela, would you um, maybe just give our listeners a little bit more insight um, because your like expertises and titles there sound so fancy and I think some of us don't know what they are. Um, so would you maybe talk a little bit more about like what is a social media influencer? Like what does social media strategist look like? Like what is your work that you do? Yeah. So a uh- so since I'm like, I do so many things in the social media space, it can get confusing. People are like, well, what do you do and how does this work? So it's so with social media strategy, um, I help businesses figure out what they need to be posting on social media. So what is their story they're trying to tell? That is what I help you figure out. Um, and then what mediums you're using? Are you using video? Are you using photo? Are you you know, using Instagram stories, I using Facebook stories, what are you using to tell those stories? So I help you kind of organize that and really figure out what you need to be saying, what you need to be doing, how you need to present your story to your audience. So that's what I do on the strategy side. Um, and then on like the social media influencer side, I assist brands in promoting their businesses, whether it's um, like a service or a restaurant or actual product, I help them promote their business by creating content for them. So whether it's an Instagram reel, um, a tweet, a Facebook post, or like a photo shoot around whatever their business is, I help them promote it. So not only do I get to promote the content on my personal page, but also the brand will have that content to use in their social media so then they can, um, you know, adequately tell that story through my content. So that's that's a little bit more about how um, I, you know, do those different things. And I used to do like social media management. I don't do it as much anymore because it just took up a lot of time. Um, but yeah, those two things are my main focus. And they just go hand in hand because I have, you know, I can see on the brand side, but then I also can see on the strategy side, I can see both sides. So I have an advantage because I can give you insight on both of those things. That makes so much sense. There were several things you just said there that I know we want to dive into, um, but I'm going to reel myself back before we go too far. Would you tell us just um, a little bit of your business, Arela? How did you come to the idea of this business? I know you said you were like on the internet from the get-go and really getting into this from the early days of social media, but how did you become the go-to for people um, and how did you develop this expertise? Um, so what really started it, like I said, I was just always on social media. So like when Instagram first started, it really, it really kicked off on Instagram. So when I got on Instagram, you know, it was like one filter. Nobody really knew what we were doing. We were just like posting pictures of our tea in the morning and our breakfast. And it was just very... You know, we all didn't know what we were doing. So as I networked, I used to go network um, all the time at events every week. And I used to just find events in Chicago to go to. I would network. And then I would post about it or I would um, have a product that I like and I would start posting about it. Just just stuff that I liked. Um, and then other businesses started to follow me and they'd be like, oh, wow, I saw that you posted about this. Would you be able to post about my business? And then it kind of blossomed into, okay, now, you know, we're going to start paying people to do it. We're going to pay you to do it. And then also people were like, oh, wow, you really have a grip on social media. I see you doing this. I see you doing that. Can you help me figure out what I'm doing for my brand? And so then it just kind of blossomed into that. 
Um, and then word of mouth travels and people started referring me. So it just kind of really happened organically. You know, I just did a lot of research um, and I went to school for communication. So I did know a little bit about like PR and, you know, all of the other things like that. But adding that into it really just, you know, learning about social media through Instagram, through trial and error, through Facebook, all of these things uh, really just helped helped me grow into the business that I am today. I love hearing that the, that was just an organic process of how it all happened. It didn't like, it wasn't something where you're like, oh, I'm starting this today. It just happened naturally. Was there ever a time as people started approaching you that you felt like you weren't the expert in it? Like, I'm still just trying to figure it out, but yet everyone's approaching you? Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely had those situations where someone wanted me to do something or ask my opinion and I didn't know, you know, really know what the answer was. So, you know, I just let them know, okay, like, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I will get back to you on that. But yeah, it's definitely been times where I was like, um, not sure, you know, how this works. So, yeah, you just have to be on. I think the most important thing was to be honest about it, you know, and still be professional with it, though. (laughs) We're all just learning, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, I'll go ahead and uh, lead us in a little bit more to some of your expertise then. Um, So, Arela, I know we have talked so much amongst ourselves about social media. It's kind of an endless conversation. And um, we definitely hear from other um, entrepreneurs and small business owners, side hustlers. That is such a like key people are trying to unlock. So maybe if you could start just at the beginning, would you even just describe like how would you recommend somebody choose what platforms to be on? Like, how are you evaluating those? So I would say my biggest tip for that be would be to really just figure out, you know, like what time, what the time frame is, like what time do you have to dedicate to um, your social? Because then that will determine, you know, how many platforms you can use and things like that. So I always start with like your timing. How much time can you dedicate? Um, you know, what resources do you have to dedicate to it? And then from there, you can, you know, do get a calendar together. Okay, every Sunday, I'm going to come together with my team or if it's just you and then really sit down and say, what are we trying to talk about this week, this month? And just really, really figure that out. That's really helpful because it helps you stay organized. You know what's going on and you don't feel as much pressure because you're like trying to post on the fly. So that's that would be my top tips is to just really figure out what you can do. Like I always tell my clients, if you can post a great quality item on social media once a week, that's better than rushing and posting six things and it's terrible and it didn't get any engagement, you know? So that's where I always like to have people start is just really assess your capacity for it. Like, can you handle this? If not, what can you do to offset um, the pressure that it causes? Or, you know, just just really sit down and figure it out. And it's okay if it's not going to be every day. It's okay if it's not going to be maybe even every month. But as long as you can maintain it, um, then that's what's important. And it's quality too. That's also important. 
I'm just curious, do you see a difference between your clients like working with smaller businesses versus do you work with large scale businesses or more of like entrepreneurs or is it a mixture of everybody? Um, Mostly I work with like small business entrepreneurs um, on the strategy side, but on the social media influencer side, I do work with like bigger brands. Um, that are like known, you know, throughout like the country and the world, things like that. But yeah, mostly for like, you know, my strategy, I do work with like smaller businesses because a lot of times the smaller businesses don't have, they don't have the time because they're doing everything else. So they don't have the time to sit and do their social media. So they often need the most help. So since you work with so many different kinds of brands, Arela, because when you're saying you work with the national brands on the influencer side, like we're talking about some big brands that I've seen in your posts. So I'm sure everybody is really interested, like how did you foster those relationships um, and what's been your strategy for putting that together? Um, It actually, I'm like one of those people that like I slide in DMs of brands. Like I'm like, hey hi, this is who I am. So I'm one of those people that do, I slide in DMs. A lot of people are like, that's so unprofessional. But for me, it's more relatable. Most of the time, the person in charge of the social media is like the person who can be able to, you know, either put me in contact with the person who does influencer management or um, they have a say-so by looking at my content. So it's like right then and there instead of an email that could get lost. So for me, um, a lot of it has just been like, you know, either engaging with the platform, the the brand's like page, sliding the DMs, and then just really showcasing, you know, what I do and just pitching myself. So it's a lot of pitching. Um, it's a lot of like, you know, figuring out who to pitch to and then like kind of figuring out what they what they're working on, what they need, and just pitching yourself into them. So so that's kind of how I usually do it. Um, I usually like, it's usually something that I've either used before, tried before, or I'm interested in. Um, and I kind of take that angle to like pitch myself to them. So with managing so many different like um, larger scale businesses and then working with small businesses, um, what does your schedule kind of look like? Like how many clients do you usually take on? Um, Do you have, do you work with people for X amount of time and then they're ready to go? Or do you kind of have this continuous relationship where you're checking in with them? Um, What's kind of like the day in the life of? (laughs) Um, So it really depends on the day. Like it's not like so specific for one day because it's like I have so many things happening. But usually um, I do have different packages and different different services that people can sign up for, whether it be kind of a one off thing or, you know, a continuous thing. Um, so it really just depends on the package that the client needs. Um, but, yeah, most of the clients that I have are like continuous where, um, you know, I monitor their their content and I make sure like even just with the strategy clients. Um, I help them get organized. I give them some feedback and some ideas. And then I just monitor it and just say, hey, you know, we talked about doing, you know, I see you didn't do that. Like, you know, let's just kind of go back to that because you start to see the results and then people start can start to get lazy with it. And like, oh, I already know how to do it now. And then it doesn't work as well because they don't follow it. And so then it's like, well, what happened? You know, so it's like, well, you didn't follow it exactly. 
Um, but yeah, so it's not, it depends on the day, but I, I do spend a lot of time on my computer. I do a lot of research. Um, I'm always like researching different, um, different influencers, different hashtags, just what the trends are. Cause the trends for social media change pretty much like every week, the algorithm changes every week. It's, it's a lot of research that goes into it. And I think a lot of people don't realize that too. They're like, Oh, you just can post a nice picture or video. And I'm like, no, you have to research your music for your video, the hashtags you're going to use, um, just everything. Where do you go to, to start that research? Like if someone was starting, where do they even begin? Um, You just have to, you know, well, depending on what industry you're trying to get into as far as like social media um, you want to just look at the experts in that that field, whether it's like, you know, Google has classes or anything like that. You want to try to find some things that, you know, align with where you're trying to go in the social media space. Um, but, yeah, you can just, you know, find articles online, um, you know, if you have access to different platforms that, you know, give like, um, you know, like journals and articles, you can do some research there. But really just trial and error, figuring it out and, you know, getting your hands dirty and seeing what works for you. And, you know, that gives you more of an advantage because you've actually tried it, right? Instead of like, oh, I saw this article and it said do this. But if you've tried it, it's been successful, then you can really, you know, give that advice to someone, help them out. Aurela, I feel like you're, as we're talking here, you're laying out a really beautiful roadmap um, for somebody as they're trying to figure out their own strategies. So like the first thing you said was figure out how much time you have and like what resources you're really devoting to this. You're hearing now like go research it. So if somebody gets to that point and they've said, okay, I'm going to devote X hours a day or I'm going to post X number of times a week. Here's mm-hmm. here's my time. They've got a good feel for what works in their industry. What's next at that point? Like how does somebody then start to develop content? Um, so they, from there, you know, you will have a good foundation of what time you have and then what you need to be doing. So then from there, you know, that's when the kind of the fun part starts. So you get to, you know, record a video or, you know, take photos, whatever, um, medium you decide you want to do, you want to make sure you have that content. Or if you already have content that you just have not used, you want to go through that and organize it. So if you have, let's say, a lot of this is, happens a lot. A lot of people have like hundreds of photos and they never get to post them. And it's just sitting in your phone or on your, your cloud or whatever. So go through all of that content and see, okay, this is a great photo. <laughs> this is not a great photo. Can we use this? Does this align with what our, our brand messaging is? And then from there, you can plug those things in. Um, So that would be the next thing is to organize the content. And then if you need to hire a photographer or a videographer, then you would make those arrangements to see, you know, financially if that's something you can do. But you definitely can start where you are, um, but you want to make sure that you have enough content, too. So definitely just start where you are and, you know, look at what you're what you have already, if you have anything. That's so reassuring to hear because I feel like so many times um, 
people kind of just think, oh, I now I need to get all these pictures ready and they need to be the most current and up to date. And it's like, wait, you, you already have all these pictures. You can kind of work with stuff you've already done and promote things you have done to help with future stuff. So, um, exactly. Yeah. It's a lot of people do think you, you know, you have to start off, you know, and if you have the resources, yeah, you can do a photo shoot, but if you don't, and you do have some content that you have not touched, why not start using that? Because that's where you, you know, that's where you began. So you want to, you know, promote that as well. I'm curious as you're putting together the content, I've heard differing stances on like pros and cons to scheduling things ahead of time. So I'm curious what you would tell somebody, like how far out is safe, if you will, to like pre-schedule posts and if so, like, is that something you recommend? And I'm curious also, like, what systems you're using to do that? Um, so my rule is I feel like you can do a month in advance up to two months because that just might be peace of mind for a business. You know, you might know, okay, two months out, I have time to do everything else I need to do and then also time to plan for the next batch of content. Um, but if it's something that's like time sensitive, obviously you want to make sure that that is first or, you know, aligned with whatever the calendar is you have. Um, but if you, you know, if it's something that you can schedule out up to two months, I say for me that that's what I would recommend. Just because you can give yourself a head start. You don't have to be rushed. You know that you have two months, you know, two months of of content. Um, so that's what I would recommend. And, you know, I'm not like. I, I follow the rules of like people say, oh, you should post at this time and you should post at that time. Um, you have to start looking at your analytics. So once you get your content together and you've posted, you know, maybe a month or so, you get to see, OK, the data behind it. OK, at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday, more people were engaged with my content than at 6 p.m. on a Friday. So you want to make sure you pay attention to those things because those will tell you when you need to post. And that's what I always go off of is your data based on your analytics because that numbers don't lie. So so say that's so true. You, uh, they don't lie. You can move whatever story you want with them, but they never lie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always says numbers don't lie and they don't. Math is very right to the point. It's nothing, you know, it's no room for error with math and numbers. So if you can't figure that out, then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I and you went in such a great direction there because I was going to ask um, how you measure success with social media so as you talk about analytics um, so certainly like it can tell you a lot of different things mm -hmm. and what are some of those I'd say like little known um, or maybe less used nuggets that you really look to um I really look to okay the engagement what is your engagement like are people sharing your stuff? Are they commenting? Because um, it's not just about likes. It's not just about followers, which a lot of people get caught up in the followers. So you can have 50 followers and you can have, you know, 20 of those followers commenting on one post. And that is a great engagement because that's, you know, more than half of your your total following. So for me, it's engagement. Are people responding to it? Are people sharing it? Are you getting messages, um, you know, people relating to it or really, you know, connecting to the content? I think for me, that's the most, 
that can be the most successful for me is like how I do things. I don't look at the followers. I guess followers are great. Hearts are great, you know, but you want to <laughs> you want to be able to connect with that audience. Whatever story you're telling, you want to be able to have that connection because that drives the community that you can grow from your social media too. We had a guest on a couple episodes ago um, who talked a lot about Caitlin Hamilton, talked a lot about really knowing your story and like building that into your brand. And I know that's something that I've heard you talk about as well is the importance of storytelling. Um, so I, would you just expand on that? Like, tell us a little bit more about how you build that content beyond just, Hey, here's my product. Buy from us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I'll use like when I first started, I didn't really want to be like, as vulnerable as I am now, because I'm just like, oh, no, nobody wants to hear that or nobody cares about what you're going through or anything like that, you know, personally. But what I've come to realize as you build a community, people connect with you and then they want to know, okay, like, you know, you're struggling or this might be a bad month or things like that. Like if that aligns with your story, then you can tell it. So I realized as I've gotten you know, older. And as I've I've been on social media for so long, doing those transparent posts can connect with people. And then that drives the community because they're like, okay, I can relate to you. I can relate to you. So I'm going to, you know, I trust you, you know, I can relate to you. I trust you. So if you're giving me a recommendation on somewhere to go, something to try, I would be more inclined to like, you know, trust that you're going to, you know, not just sell me some something that's not, you know, quality, you know, and I think a lot of times people get caught up in that on social media because they see, you know, the influencer girls and the one, you know, the typical cookie cutter, you know, influencer girls and they're like, oh, try this beauty product. And it's like, no, I don't want to try, you know, I don't want to try it because I don't connect with you. I don't trust you. So I think that's important, you know, being vulnerable, if that is a part of your story, um, has helped me grow in that way. Cause you know, people are like, don't share your business and don't talk about what you, you know, what you may be going through, but somebody else may be able to relate to that. And that might help them. Cause I get messages and people are like, you sharing that helped me. Um, and that's what really is rewarding for me. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's big, it's bigger than me. It's always bigger than me. So I'm just thankful that I'm able to connect with people in that way. And they send me messages and they're like, thank you for sharing that. Or thank you for that information. Cause I didn't know about that too. Also that part as well. That resonates so much with me. I don't know about you, Lauren. It's like, I always say people want to buy from people they know and they want to buy from people they trust. So it's like it, you know, not only is it a good engagement strategy, but ultimately like especially in a service-based business, like if I'm picking someone to work with, I'm going to pick the person that I feel comfortable communicating with and I know is on my team. Exactly. And it just makes you look human too, you know, that you're not just this brand and that that there's a person behind here who goes through life just like everybody else. So it makes it so much more relatable. Um, and I'm just kind of curious because, you know, we talked about analytics and now engagement. Um, what does that engagement aspect look like? Like if someone's posting a month 
to two months in advance, how often should they be engaging with their um, customers or clients? Is that like a weekly thing? Because um, kind of in the business world, there's like, oh, you should respond to emails within 48 hours. Is it the same thing with um, social media? What does that look like? Yeah, I would say that the rule of thumb for like email communication is probably the same. Um, but you want to, I am always engaged. I say, if you can be on Instagram every day, you be on Instagram every day. And I know that's like, people going to be like, oh my gosh, like that's a lot. But if you can just be on there, either commenting on other posts, liking other posts, the algorithm favors you when you do that. Because even if you don't post, you're still engaging because at the end of the day, whatever platform you use, they want more people to be engaging and liking and using it. So the more that you use it, the better that the odds are for you on the algorithm. So, um, but yeah, if you have a message, if you're like a business page and you have a, you know, a messenger and, you know, I would say get back to them within like 24 to 48 hours. Um, if there's a comment, you want to try to respond to comments under posts pretty much immediately because that drives your engagement numbers up because the longer you wait to comment, I mean, to respond back to the comment under a post, um, your engagement goes down. So it's usually within like the first hour after you post, you want to make sure you keep up with those comments. So that's usually the rule of thumb. But yeah, like if you get a message, you know, you could just assume 24 to 48 hours because you know, everybody's not going to check the messages at all the time, but you still want to respond promptly. So the person, if they have a question that's time sensitive, you know, they can still get that answer. Yeah. And is there, Arela, is there a like software system that you recommend for managing that scheduling and things? Like, are you using Hootsuite or a meta or um, are you doing that manually? How are you doing that? Um, so I use a combination of the Meta Business Suite and then um, Planoli, um, which is a popular one. It's a bunch out there, um, but Planoli has been the one that I like the most because um, you can kind of see it. Just it's just easier user friendly for me. I just like it. Uh, Meta is is good too. Um, it's not as user friendly to me, but it's it's. The nice thing about the Meta Business Suite is that it's free because it's included in your Facebook and they connect it to your Instagram. So it's like, you know, it's like a one and done type thing. But, you know, there are other options um, that you can use to to kind of like drive that. And then with Planoli, they do a lot of um, different courses, too. So like if you are a member, they offer, you know, different tips and tricks about social media, too. So like, you know, if you want to just learn some more things or there's some new things going on, it's nice to have, you know, that kind of support from a platform that you're using. So, um, yeah, those are the ones that I use the most. Um, I've tried like Hootsuite. I wasn't really a big fan of those, but, you know, some people have success with those. But for me, um, Planoli and the Meta are pretty, pretty good. And I think those are user friendly for people who maybe just are starting out as well. One question I have is almost stepping backwards a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so just thinking through, you know, social media as, as we're describing it, it takes time, yes. right? It doesn't, does not post itself. It does not no. research itself. <laughs> and it is another communication vehicle um, to you and Lauren's point. Like it's another kind of outlet you have to keep on top of people reaching out to you and um, all of that good stuff, which is a positive, right? It's another way for people to reach out to mm-hmm. you, um, but you've got to be ready. So one question I would have is just thinking through 
Um, especially with a newer business where there's a lot going on and probably one or two people wearing all the hats is who should be on social media? When is it, do you think it's beneficial for all businesses or is there a sector that should be thinking about it over another one? Like what, what would your take on that be? I honestly feel that everyone, every business can be on social media in some way. So it may not always be Instagram. It may not be Facebook. It could be they just like Twitter and they want to do Twitter. You know, so it's you have to figure out what works best for you. But I think at some point, every because I know some people always are like, TikTok is not for every business. And I'm like, I've seen all kind of businesses succeed on TikTok just because they, you know, figured out what kind of story they want to tell on TikTok. And that resonated with people. So um, I think any business can use social media. You just have to figure out, um, you know, what what works for you. Like I said, what works time-wise, what works resource-wise. Um, but no, I don't think any business is a business that shouldn't or can't be on social media. I think everybody can find something that, you know, resonates with the audience and that also aligns with their brand and their brand messaging. You know, some some brands just use Facebook um, and they don't use Instagram or, you know, vice versa. So, you know, it's definitely something out there for everyone. And I mean, it's, it's a definitely a growing tool for any business. That makes a lot of sense. And it's worth saying too, that there's like, there are different audiences on every platform, right? So I know it, it does matter what story you're trying to tell to your point and like, what those goals are too. And I would love to hear some examples, maybe if you have them of different goals people might have with social media. I see, you know, you might look at one small business and they're definitely trying to sell Mm -hmm. on that platform versus others might be in it for brand awareness or something else. So um, I'd love to hear any examples of that you have too. Yeah. I had a client who she sells like purses and different accessories like that. And um, her her mission in her business is to give back to women um, in the Philippines because they make so they make um, shout out to Sora products. I'm going to shout her out. Um, but she makes um, the women in the Philippines make these these accessories, these purses with uh, recyclable like wrappers, like potato chip wrappers and candy wrappers, and they weave it into these bags. And, um, they bring, she sent, they send them to the U S and then she sells them for more and then sends the money back to them because they were selling it for way cheaper in the Philippines. And so she found, figured out a way to help them drive their business and make more money because, um, you know, she wanted to help them get out of like poverty and stuff. So for her, her, it was a little challenging at first when we worked together because her idea were different. So like she wanted to drive like recyclability, being uh, um, environment friendly, um, as well as, okay, promoting the product. So, you know, when you see like a bag or something accessory, you know, you just think of like fashion and how this looks with the outfit. So we we ended up incorporating different elements. So we talked about the environmental aspect. We talked about the fashion aspect. And we also talked about the charity aspect of the or the the company. So that was a that was a challenge for me because I had never dealt with the organization that had those different pillars. 
So it ended up being really great. Like, you know, she has really great content and, you know, we I helped her organize and do photo shoots and things like that. But, you know, she had different things she wanted to come across to people and she was able to connect with different audience. So she connected with the, oh, the upcycle, upcycle. So she reached the upcycle community. She reached, you know, those who want to give back. And she also reached, you know, some fashion um, people too. So it's it's definitely different things. And I think hers was a good example of, okay, it's not your traditional things, but, you know, you can still get your vision across and you can still tell your story through your social media. So those are things we focused on with her strategy and her content and her photos that, you know, she wanted to portray that. I think it's just so cool how there are, to hear those stories of like having different goals and kind of managing that. That's such a good example. We'll link to them in the the show notes for sure. An example of um, some of Arela's work and, and another business. So that's a really good one for folks to take a look at and maybe get a purse off of today's episode. Yes, you know, support, support, support. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so one topic I want to get into a little bit is kind of picking your brain a little bit on the influencer side because you do, you said it in the beginning, you have these like kind of two different expertises mm-hmm. in social media and we could probably talk all day about managing and uh, <laughs> really how to dive into social media. This could be like seven episodes. I'm right. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I can talk about it all day. (laughs) (laughs) I think most of us could listen to it all day too. So (laughs) it's dangerous. But with the influencer marketing, I'm really curious to hear from you. What has been um, like your most surprising partnership? I love the story you were sharing earlier of um, just like reaching out to people and like Mm -hmm. putting yourself out there. It's so scary to do that, but it sounds like you've had some success with it. Yeah, um, I'm really thankful that, you know, people have been receptive of my sliding in the DMs or just, you know, like cold calling, you know, brands that, you know, may not know who I am or, you know, are used to working with bigger influencers. You know, I'm thankful that, you know, they are, you know, receptive to, you know, working together. Um, so the, the one of the coolest stories I have, I have a couple, but this one stood out to me. Um, back in the beginning of like the pandemic, um, it was a company, um, cause I was, I like was trying to change my lifestyle of like, you know, my carbon footprint, trying to really, you know, reduce that, um, just, you know, learning things about the environment and things. So I was like, okay, you know, are there companies out here that, you know, offer different products and things like that. And I came across this company called NoHo. Oh my gosh. I I work for a company right now and they are doing, they just created a whole ecologic environmental uh, curriculum for students in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I don't know the connection, but NoHo, like someone knew someone at NoHo and they got the chairs. So we just got a delivery of the NoHo chairs and they are the coolest thing. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that connection. Look at that. Small world. It's so funny. Um, yeah. So I, I saw NoHo. I started following them. I was engaging with their their page. And at the time, they didn't have a whole bunch of followers. So I just was like, hey, this will be a cool collab. So I just like messaged them. And they were like, oh, yes, we would love to partner with you. We love your content. Um, they're like, let's set up a meeting next week. Um, and so actually the CEO of the company at the time, I don't think it's the same one. But he 
wanted to meet with me on the Zoom, which I've never had the CEO of a company be like, we want to meet with you. Usually it's like, you know, a brand rep or influencer manager or whatever. So we got on the Zoom and he's um, from Australia. And um, so it was like, it was really cool. So he just wanted to know about me. He's like, if you're going to be, you know, representing my brand, I want to know who you are. So we had like maybe an hour conversation and he was like, I really like your story. You know, I really like, you know, I really think this would be great. So they sent me a chair um, and I came up with, they gave me like a brief to, you know, follow, of course. Um, And then me and my photographer, Amy Nelson, um, shout out to Amy. I always plug Amy. Um, She's, she's uh, local to Aurora. So she's awesome. Um, But we came up with kind of an idea of what I wanted to tell my story in with the chair. And so that was a really, really nice campaign. It came out amazing. They loved the products. They loved um, my content. And so that was just like a random thing. Like who would think that I would get a chair from a company that is so, you know, so cool. And the chair is like so comfortable. It's like really just an awesome company. So I was just really excited about that because that opened doors that I didn't even know. And, you know, part of the world that I have never been, you know, I was still able to connect with that part of the world, which is amazing. So that story I really, really love because they're such a great company. Uh, I love my chair. I still use it all the time. And yeah. (laughs) It's interesting too, when you talk about influencer marketing, because I think that sounds like such a big concept. Like Mm -hmm. even when I thought about it, like preparing for this episode, Mm -hmm. like gosh, influencer marketing, like that's for, you know, that's for big makeup brands and like Gucci purses <laughs> and right. It feels like a really big thing. Yeah. But as you describe it, like I know budgets in marketing are a really big challenge for small businesses. Mm-hmm. And it seems like really what you're talking about is partnerships yes. is finding like brands that align with you and mm-hmm. like resonate with you. And it's like, it's reciprocal, right? Like mm-hmm. you're helping them, they're helping you. So it's such an interesting tactic. Yeah. And and that's what I always tell, even if you're a brand looking for influencers or you're an influencer looking for brands to partner, it has to be, it has to make sense. It has to be equal. It has to make sense. And, you know, the expectations for both parties needs to be there. And I think a lot of times that's why influencers get a bad reputation is because Someone may have not held up their end of the bargain for whatever reason. Maybe it was no contract in place or it wasn't clear. And so when you're a brand, especially a small business and you're, you know, investing in influencer marketing, or even if you're just collabing and offering, you know, maybe a free product or a free service, you want to make sure it makes sense because, you know, if it doesn't make sense and the person doesn't match who you're trying to reach and your story you're trying to tell, then it's not going to be as effective if you found someone, you know, was able to really connect with your audience and connect with the ideas that you are trying to present. So that makes sense. And like how, so how would someone um, kind of go about approaching another brand or an influencer to partner with them? Um, What, what are some examples of what that would look like? And where do you find influencers? That's my other question. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what defines an influencer? <laughs> yeah, where is an influencer? Where are they? <laughs> um, so a lot of times you can find the information about an influencer on social media. So whether it's Instagram, Facebook, um, through hashtags is where you can find them. You know, it might be like 
Chicago influencer, fashion influencer, you know, whatever, whatever you are trying to, you know, find lifestyle influencer, whatever um, category you're looking for, you can find um, an influencer that matches, matches that you would be surprised. Like it's influencers who only focus on Disney stuff like this. All they talk about, they go to Disney like six times a year and they just talk about Disney products, Disney places it's like it's it's interesting it's so many categories that you can find so finding them on social like just literally um googling it or um hashtagging it you can find it on social media facebook twitter all of that and then to approach um some type of collaboration you know you want to make sure you know like i said what your goals are and then also like financially okay what can i spend on this can I spend anything? If not, what can I offer them in exchange for a post or a video? So you want to be clear on that too, because you know you don't want to just assume that somebody's going to do something for free, because you know this is a way of people's livelihood. You know, rent is not covered. Rent and mortgages are not covered with products. So you want to be clear. <laughs> you know, you want to be clear on that. But you know, you will find um, influencers that will want to, because I do some stuff with people. And I just collab with them, whether it's a service and things like that. It just depends on, you know, what's going on for me at the time and, you know, how we align with the brand. But you want to just make sure you're clear, like, hey, I have this, you know, let's just say it's like a massage business. I have a massage business. I would love to get some more exposure. You know, would you be willing to work with me? And I offer you two free massages for two posts on Instagram or whatever it is you feel comfortable with, you have to feel comfortable with giving, providing that to to your influencer or the vice versa. If if a brand reaches out and, you know, you aren't really trying to do anything, you know, for a collaboration, then, you know, you can put your rates in there. I charge this much and, you know, but I'm willing to, you know, work with you, whether it's because you're a small business or, you know, you want to work within the budget. Um, You definitely want to just be upfront. Um, and just reach out and just be be straight to the point. I love hearing that there's so many different options of what that looks like. It's not just um, a monetary thing at first for maybe the the new businesses, and then eventually you can get to that point right. or whatnot. But it could be a product or mm-hmm. a service or something. Um, and then just knowing on the other side too that. Um, people might not have time and they might not want to collaborate at this moment in time, but maybe later down the road and it could be a good partnership. Exactly. Cause I've had that happen to me where, you know, at the time it just didn't work out for what I was doing. And then um, later on, you know, we circled back and then it was a fit then and we were able to, you know, kind of come up with some things and it was nice to kind of see that relationship, you know, stay connected too. As you were just saying, when you were telling that story, it's saying that, you know, products don't pay their rent. For anybody that's a Mrs. Maisel watcher, I just had the vision of the scene where she's running around New York City recording radio commercials thinking she's getting paid and ending up filling the cab with products. <laughs> right, exactly. And, that, and that's important to note, you know, because on both sides, you want to make sure that's clear and you want to make sure, you know, you are, uh, you know, comfortable and supported in that way because I mean I've had I have stories about that too and it's and it's unfortunate you know because on both sides people can't take advantage of people and 
that's not what we want <laughs> at all, at all. Exactly. So, <laughs> is that usually like a? Do you usually have like a contract with that? Is there like a formal thing, or is it? Yeah. Can it be as simple as like a few messages back and forth, and that's good? Um, I mean, I usually do a contract just so it's very clear when writing. Um, but you know, if, if it's a, a company or a brand that you're, you know, you know, or you can definitely, you know, outline it through like Instagram, but I would say my rule of them is just have a contract. It could be just a small, doesn't have to be like a long contract or anything super, you know, super, super, you know, crazy, but definitely you want to cover, you want to cover all the bases that, you know, you guys discussed. So that it's clear. And if anybody has questions, it's listed in this contract. We both signed it. You know, if anything comes up, you know, we can always refer back to this. So you just want to you want to have a contract on both sides, business or influencer. So I think as we start to wrap up our time together a little bit, I want to hear a little bit more um, about the future of your business. Tell us what's the vision um, for your influencer business? Where are you going um, with Sweetheart Swan? And like, what does five years from now look like for you? Um, So I definitely want to continue doing influencer marketing and social media strategy. Um, I do, I'm probably going to be doing a rebrand soon. Um, So that should be coming up soon. I want to kind of be more cohesive and have everything like together in like one name. And like that Sweetheart Swan was like a name that I created in college. And so I think I'm, I'm ready to evolve from that. And I love it. It was like my first first baby, my blog, like my blog's name was Sweetheart Swan. So like, you know, that's just kind of naturally what I went to. So I'm definitely going to be rebranding soon. Um, So look out for that, but still, still quality, you know, but it's just going to be a different name. Um, And then, you know, I want to add some elements to it. So I'm going to have my social media side, but I also want to, you know, really dive into my, uh, my other side, which is not about social media, which is like fashion. So that's something that I've always had a passion for. So I want to incorporate that into, you know, the next phase of my business. Um, and so, yeah, so it'll just be some rebranding, but I want to continue to do that. I want to grow as an influencer, continue to help brands tell their stories through, you know, content. Um, and then also just be a, a asset to small businesses so that they can really master social media and just be you know, be the best version of themselves online. So I just want to continue to grow. I see that growth in five years. That's what I really, really want to do. That is so exciting. I'm excited to follow you and see the see the journey you're on. Yes, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be great. It's scary, but I'm excited. So as you grow and, you know, businesses tend to grow with us. Mm -hmm. uh, So one thing we love to ask our guests is what's something you're learning right now? Hmm, That's a good question. Look at all these good questions. I think the biggest thing that I'm learning right now, and it's not necessarily social media related per se, but it's business related. So like I'm just learning to not only promote myself more, because I think a lot of times in business we don't promote as much because we're like people know what we do but it's like sometimes they don't you know so just being more promoting myself more um as well as you know putting boundaries in place as a business owner which is 
so hard sometimes. So that's something that I'm learning. I'm in a I'm in a lesson of that. So Oh my gosh, so many snaps for that. Aurel- <laughs> something everybody struggles with, especially I know something we talk about mm-hmm. a lot as like female entrepreneurs, especially. Yes. I'm not I'm not saying that male entrepreneurs don't have plenty on their plate, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of ladies spin in a lot of plates. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, so, you know, I, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But yes, that's what I'm in the midst of learning is the boundaries of a business and just, you know, promoting myself, you know, I've accomplished things. So I want to be able to share that and help other people. So I need to not be, you know, like sometimes it'd be like, you don't want to brag or you don't want to be, you know, doing too much. But it's like when you go online, you see people talking about everything all the time. Ads are pretty much bragging about the product. So why can't you promote what you do? You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm. That's my lesson. I'm learning that right now. I'm, I'm in the midst of a lesson about all that. <laughs> yeah, we've got to tell our own stories, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, Arela, one last uh, question here to throw at you. I know you told us um, about a book that you're reading, The Shift. Tell us a little bit more. Share with our readers um, what's that book all about and why should they take a look? Yeah, so this book is, um, as a business owner, you know, we constantly go through shifts and changes and different things happen, which, you know, can, you know, fuel our business. And so The Shift is a book about... um, the author Keon Henderson, and he is um, a faith leader. Um, he's a pastor of a church, um, so he has a lot of, and he, so it just pretty much goes, he, he shifted a lot in his life. He had a lot of shifts, and he talks about what you can do to assist you in that shift and not get so down or thinking that your life is supposed to be one way or thinking that your business is supposed to be one way. Um, when in reality, these shifts and these things you're going through actually can help you grow as a person, which ultimately leads to your business. So for me, I would, I've been through so many shifts in the last like five years, um, personally, professionally. Um, you know, I think we all have during the pandemic. I think that, you know, is a, a really big shift that we all kind of collectively went through. So it just really is about his journey and how he navigated his shifts and how they um, drive his success in later on in his life. You know, you never know how things that are starting off, like how it's going to affect you later. And it, it, it may end up, you know, being helpful. So it's just a really good book if you're going through a transitional period. You know, if you've been through a lot of transitional periods and you're kind of, you know, not sure where to go or what advice to get. It's a really great book for that. So anybody, you know, even if you aren't, um, you know, the same faith as he he is, because he is a faith-based leader, but, you know, it can still be applied to uh, many people. So. Oh my gosh, who isn't going through a transition? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like being an adult is like one big transition, like every, every time. <laughs> Awesome. Aurela, thank you so much for being on with us today. I know you taught us so much about building our brands and using social media. I think people are going to get a lot out of this episode. Um, So go ahead and tell everybody where can they find you and where can they follow you? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really happy you guys, you know, wanted me to come on. I, I appreciate it so much. 
Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram um, at Arela Swan um, on Facebook as well. Um, and then my website is ArelaSwan.com. You can find out all the information about what services I offer. Um, you can see some of the work that I've done um, on there. And yeah, so follow me on those on TikTok. I'm the same thing at Arela Swan. Um, yeah, and I follow back and I engage. I'm not one of those people that don't follow back. So don't be scared to say something. Send me a message. I love getting messages. So wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've learned so much and um, we're excited to share everything that you've said to with our listeners. Yay. So we can't miss one of our favorite parts of the episode today, the weekly win. Um, I'm so excited to hear about what you've been up to in your businesses this week and to celebrate with both of you on the episode today. So Lauren, why don't you kick us off? What is your win this week in your business? Yeah, so my weekly win is I recently finally took the leap and I purchased a bunch of products to start making candles and they arrived. And so I opened it all up today and I started taking like pictures and videos. So I'm kind of getting that like pre-social media stuff ready to go. Um, So I am really excited to, to start making candles and um, just be creative this weekend. Yay. I love candles. So I'm excited to see what, what they are. You're in for a treat, Arela. They smell so good. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy them all now. I'm going to have to buy them all. <laughs> awesome. Congrats, Lauren. That's a yes. huge step. And now you have all kinds of tips to share it on social mm-hmm. media. Exactly. I'm ready now. Yes. Arela, what about you? What's a win you've had in your business this week? Um, so I actually kind of like ventured off into – so. I'm actually going to be doing like um, kind of like an art showcase based on like more. It's, it's going to be like kind of like you're more than an influencer. So kind of showcasing kind of more things that I do besides influencer social media. So I'm putting those things into place so people can get to know me because um, I do wear many hats like we talked about earlier. Um, but yeah, so putting that into place is my first time doing like a showcase slash art show. So, yeah, so that's, I'm getting that into place and it's scary. Like you said, it's like exciting, but yeah, I'm excited to, to venture off into something new and, and see how it goes. So that is so exciting. When's your art show? So it's going to be in September. Um, I'm still getting the date together, but I'll let everyone know once it, once I get it, (laughs) get it together, but I'm excited for it. Very cool. Yes, you'll have to send us the the invite. Yes, you guys will get an invite, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll share a little bit um, in my business this week. So often our wins also come out of challenges, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That is, uh, that's the situation we're in right now. So um, my husband and I found ourselves um, fixing our business setup in the last week. Um, We had set up one LLC and realized that that was maybe not the best structure for ourselves for taxes. So now we have two LLCs on our hands. (laughs) So whoopsie. Um, But that was really great. And I think big lesson there for me is just to um, over communicate maybe with your attorney and your accountant um, because they don't know everything you're doing and everything that's in your head. So Mm -hmm. when we gave them better information, they were able to make a better recommendation. So 
that was definitely a win and we are getting super close to closing on our duplex um, that we're purchasing to renovate. So big stuff going Yay. on uh, over here. Love that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Imposter Women. You can visit the episode description to find all of the show notes from today's episode. We'd love if you would send us your weekly win at imposterwomen at gmail.com and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help others find this community. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue to help you chase your dreams unapologetically. See you on the next episode of Imposter Women.